So we're learning the sugis of whether Toma is the Chuya B'tzibar or Hutra B'tzibar. And the main difference that the Gemara seems to be saying, whether Toma is the Chuya or Hutra, is whether we're trying to avoid using the permit of uh, bringing Karbanos with Toma. So if you hold that Toma is the Chuya B'tzibar, so yeah, I can override it, but it's definitely something that we'd prefer to avoid if we can. So if there would be uh, all the Kohanim in a certain family, would be Tame. So the Gemara said that we would look for uh, Tara Kohanim from another family to do the Avodah instead. Whereas if Tumah is Hutra B'tzibar, it's completely permissible. There's a total state of permission to bring Batumah for Kavan Tzibar, then it would be allowed. Uh, it would be permissible to, to, to use the Tameh Kohanim and not even look for Tara Kohanim. But there's another really big point in the Gemara, a uh, distinction between Tumah Duchuya B'tzibar or Hutra B'tzibar. And the difference is whether it works to, in, in connection with the Tzitz. The Pasuk says, when Asa Aaron is Avon HaKadoshim, when Aaron has the Tzitz, uh, the, the, the law is that it bears the sin that comes up with Kachim. What does it mean it bears the sin? So the Gemara says by process of, of elimination that this is a reference to an issue of Tumah. If something is, goes wrong and the carbon becomes Tumah, the blood, uh, for example, becomes Tumah in the carbon, then still after the fact, if it is thrown, then there will be Ritzoy. And uh, this, by definition, has nothing to do with Seymour necessarily. The Gemara says that the power that sits to atone is true even if it's a carbon yachid and even if it's not a carbon which has a set time to be brought, it's dumb. It's an independent power of the tzitz. And yet what's so hard, maybe it's a hard part in the sugya, is that if tumah is duchuya b'tzibor and we're using this other power of tzibor, if it's only duchuya, it works together with the tzitz. I mean, that's just the premise that the Gemara has. If tumah is duchuya b'tzibor, then presumably it's working only in connection with the power of the tzitz. If Tomos Hotra B'tzibor, then we understand that the power is working, it's a permissible, it's a non-issue altogether, that is Tameh, then it works without the powers of the Tzitz. It's Tam, it's an independent idea. Tomos Hotra B'tzibor, there's no issue if it becomes Tameh. So even if the, uh, the Tzitz's powers aren't in existence, we have Tomos Hotra B'tzibor. But if Tomos is only Dechuya B'tzibor, it's only overriding the Tomos, but the issue is there, so then we understand that the permission to actually do it is only because of the power of the Tzitz together. It's a very hard idea, but this is the assumption that the Gemara makes. So because of this premise, it leads Machlokas between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda to a dispute about the power of tzitz. Does the power of tzitz only work when Aaron is wearing the tzitz, or does it work even if Aaron is not wearing the tzitz? So Rabbi Shimon holds Tumah is Duchuya B'tzibor, so therefore it only works together with the tzitz. So Rabbi Shimon says, wait a second, on Yom Kippur, Aaron is not wearing the tzitz, so how's it going to work if he's not wearing the tzitz? What would happen if something went wrong with one of the Karbonos on Yom Kippur? What would it tell him? You can't tell me Tumah Duchuyah B'tzibor because Tumah Duchuyah B'tzibor needs the tzitz together. And if Aaron's not wearing the tzitz, how does it work? Says Reb Shimon, it must be that the tzitz is able to bring Kapara, the is true even if the tzitz is not being worn, is not being worn presently by Aaron. Reb Yudah says, no, Tumah really is Hutra B'tzibor. Since Tumah is Hutra B'tzibor, that's how it works on Yom Kippur, even if the tzitz is not being worn. And therefore, Reb Yudah says, I actually hold that, that the tzitz is only effective if it is being worn on the, on, on the Kohen Galdo's forehead. And don't bring me a proof from Yom Kippur, because Yom Kippur is different, because Tumah is Hutra B'tzibor. So we find in our Gemara a fascinating uh, connection between two unrelated disputes. The uh, two disputes are, is the power of tzitz only when Aaron's wearing it, or even when it's, uh, it's hanging on a peg. Reb Shimon says that it's, it's even when it's hanging on a peg, and Reb Yudah says it's only when Aaron is wearing it. 
And then there's another dispute whether Tuma is the Chuya, and that, and, and that issue of Tzitz, again, has nothing to do with Tzibor. That Machlokas would be relevant to a, any carbon Yachah that was brought by Tuma as well. According to Reb Shimon, even if it was not being worn by the Kohen Gadol, the carbon would be accepted. Whereas according to Rabbi Yehuda, unless it was worn by the Ford of the Kohen Gadol, it wouldn't be accepted. Then we have a different dispute. Is Tuma the Chuya or Hutra B'Tzibor? Shimon says the Chuya, Rabbi Yehuda says Hutra. And Afkimina, the name of would be, would we be seeking Tarakah on him if we could or not? But the Gemara is making that there's a, a, an interdependence between these two machloksim. Because if you hold Tumas Dechuyah, then you have a proof from Yom Kippur that the tzitz is Meratzah even when it's not on Aaron's forehead. Whereas if you hold that Tumas Hutra, so then you don't have that, 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 that proof. And it makes more sense to say that the tzitz is only Meratzah when it's on Aaron's forehead. Machlokas, Reb Shimon, and Reb Yehuda. So there's a beautiful thought from the Meshachachma. It relates this to a Gemara in Sota Dafmem. The Gemara is talking about Berchas Kohenim. And the question is, when Aaron does Berchas Kohenim in the base of Mikdash, so usually by Berchas Kohenim, the coins pick up their hands. And they pick up their hands above, above their head. The question is, if Aaron is wearing the tzitz, is it considered disrespectful for him to pick up his hands above the tzitz? So the Chachamim, the Chachamim seem to say that there's such an idea that Aaron should not be picking up his hands above the tits. It would be considered disrespectful for him to do such a thing. If it would be disrespectful, he should make sure that his hands are not above the tits. The tzitz says, Kodesh Hashem, Aaron is going to pick up his hands above the Kodesh Hashem. Something is above the Kedusha of the tits. That's not fair. It shouldn't be done. But Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it's not true. Aaron is allowed for the sake of Berkas Kohenim to pick his hands up above the tzitz and perform the Berkas Kohenim in the regular way that a Kohen would do it, despite the fact that it seems disrespectful to the, to the tzitz. But the question is, why? Why is Rabbi Yehuda allowing the Kohen to do this? Why, isn't, why aren't we being sensitive to the, the fact that it's above the tzitz? It would seem to be disrespectful. So the Meshachachma says that we're really, when we think about Berkas Kohanim, the Indian of Berkas Kohanim is the, is the Kavod HaTzibor. And we see that, for example, the Kohanim are allowed to turn their backs to the Aron, and that's all part of it. They're turning away from the Shekhinah to bless the people. And if you think about what's going on, the Kohanim are the transition. They are the connectors between the people and God. And to a certain degree, Berkas Kohanim is when Hashem empowers the Kohanim. And he says, turn your back on me because the blessing will come through you. And through you, you'll be able to bless the people. That's the special power that the Kohanim have at Berkas HaKohanim. That's why they can turn, they can, they can, they're able to turn their backs uh, in order to do this because of the power of Kavod HaTzibor. But how strong is Kavod HaTzibor? We know that you know, they can turn their backs. But is it stronger than the power of tzitz? You know, is that enough to explain? Is that enough to explain that the coin can pick up his hands above the tzitz because of kavod atzibur? Can kavod atzibur push away that power? So according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda lishitaso that tumas hutra betzibur. Tumah hutra betzibur means we don't even need the tzitz. The kavod atzibur is so strong. The power of tzibur, the power of community, is such a strong idea that it can work even without tzitz. So in Rabbi Yehuda lishitaso's perspective, tzitz is minimized and tzibur is heightened. Tzibur is greater than tzitz. So in the conflict is the coin pick up his hands above the tzitz. You know what the answer is? 100% he should. Because Kavod HaTzibor is bigger than the power of tzitz. Whereas Rabbi Shimon, or the Rabbanon, Lishitasim, that whole Tomos Dechuyah B'Tzibor, that means there's a limitation to the power of tzibor. And a greatness to the power of tzitz. So Lishitasim, it doesn't make sense to pick one's hands up above the tzitz for Kavod HaTzibor because the opposite. We need the tzitz for the power of tzibor. And when we walk away with this, this just shows us the complexity and understanding. Tells us the value is rooted in Kavod HaTzibor, the value of community. And the question is, to what extent is the community paramount? Is it above the Kodesh HaShem at times or a little bit below? If you hold Tumah Tuchuyah B'Tzibor, that's Reb Shimon, then it's a little bit below the tzitz. If you hold that Tumah's Hotra B'Tzibor, then it can even be above the tzitz.